Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And now on the line with us, we have Dr. Mark Siegel. Dr. Siegel, we were just talking before, first case of polio in how long in Rockland County? What the heck is going on? It's first case in New York State uh, since 1990, and there was a case in the United States of 2013. But what those cases are, are not in, not from here. They didn't originate it here. They, they originated from travel. And in this case, this case came from overseas, too. And from the look of the virus, and this is very interesting, Lydia, this was somebody overseas who had gotten the Sabin vaccine, which is the oral polio vaccine. It's a live virus vaccine. And sometimes it actually transmits the live virus, though quite weakened. Unfortunately, somebody here in the United States was unvaccinated against polio and got it and got paralyzed and got in the hospital. And that's so it ends up being a message to get that polio vaccine when you're a young child. The one we actually give here in the U.S. is the Salk vaccine, which is a killed, completely killed virus injection. And Jonas Salk was, by the way, an NYU graduate. So I'm particularly fond of this story. Uh, now to the other big story of the day regarding medical news. Biden, he has covid I was just hearing something that the White House already declared him not to be contagious. I mean, how do they even know that? He's taking Paxlovid. Is that the right course of treatment for someone his age? 79 years old. Uh, He could have gotten monoclonal antibodies. There's one, uh, and and someone in this group knows about it, that literally works very well against these emerging subvariants that are out there. Uh, He, As far as I know, and that question was asked to Ashisha, he wasn't given that. Uh, He's had four vaccine shots, including two boosters, most recently in March. I think that plays a role at decreasing the severity here. Paxlovid um, actually works. It's gotten a lot of negative news lately because of rebound, but rebound is most of the cases I haven't seen that. And if you get rebound, I can treat you with a second course, or I can treat it for more than five days. But what it does is it stops the virus from reproducing, and it decreases your risk of being hospitalized from this virus by 90%. Big picture, we're dealing with variants that themselves aren't severe because they don't go deep into your lungs. It's upper respiratory, but when you get it, you feel pretty sick. The combination of the vaccine or having had COVID previously, which he did not, plus this drug actually predict a much milder course, and I think he's going to do fine. 79 years old, he has heart issues. You know, he has a heart rhythm issue. They had to stop his heart thinner, uh, blood thinner. They didn't have to, but they decided to. That puts him at a slight risk of a problem, but probably you know, low risk. Dr. Siegel, Ed Cox, why didn't they also do the monoclonal uh, antibody treatment? Uh, you know, look, he's the president of the United States. Uh, I know Trump had that. I don't pack with us. Nobody would object. Yeah. The tolovimab, the one that we have now. See, I got that tongue twister out. That one uh, is works well against the BA5, as far as we know. Uh, and, and, and I was surprised, too. I thought he would get that, actually. I thought he would get that. The answer what came back, it's because it's a mild case. But uh, either or, either Paxlovid or Beptolemab, both work well. 
And I would have thought the president would get both. I, I, would, I agree with you 100 uh, percent. Doctor, there was a big article today in the New York Times about the new BA5 virus that uh, basically, if I read through it real fast, that uh, uh, it's very easily catchable, mm-hmm. but nobody's dying from it. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else you, uh, you'd like to say about it? Yeah, that the, the people who are vaccinated or had uh, or, or get these oral drugs or the, or the monoclonal antibodies do better. They stay out of the hospital. So there's, there's very few people are dying of this. And by the way, the other headline is it's not 150,000 cases a day. It's more like a million when you count all those rapid tests that nobody's talking about that nobody reports, right? So who knows who, who actually gets it or not? But, but it, 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 it's a lot more cases, meaning a lot more mild cases. And but I think that he, that's a big message out he, there. By the he, way, John Casamitidis, uh, reads the New York Times very quickly, but more slowly on the, Washington, on the uh, Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Let the record be clear. Doctor, uh, is right now, if you get tested for the virus, what are they actually testing? They say the, the positive rate has gone up to 15%, but are they, a test, are they testing the original virus or are they testing BA5? Well, they can't distinguish, and they have to do genetic testing to be able to tell. Uh, this variant, they can't tell. And, and whether you're talking about a PCR test or a rapid test, they're just saying that you have the virus. I, I don't use the PCR as much as I used to, you know, because if you, the way you can actually do this is if you're really suspicious that someone has Omicron, you repeat the rapid test a few times. And then, and then eventually it will turn positive in a day or two, two or three times. I, I, I don't usually need to do the PCR test. What are you, any other advice you want to give uh, all our listeners? I mean, we got almost a million listeners at this time. Yeah, which is not a surprise. Well, did you notice that the photographer was wearing an N95 mask, but the president wasn't? I think it's time that we, first of all, have a consistent message. Secondly, the word mandate should be out of the language instead of this idea of bringing it back. I think we need to push for updated vaccines, and I think we have to stop punishing society and return to whatever normal we have left. What do you think? I couldn't agree more. I was at the pool a few days ago with my friend and her daughter never had an issue with speaking. She actually started speaking very early. Now, all of a sudden, she needs speech therapy. All these kids need speech therapy for articulation. And all of us moms who are talking about it, it's because of the masks. They've been they've been masked up. And that's how kids learn how to speak is by listening and watching lips. And it's really done a detriment to so many children, all of this masking. And at what cost? If somebody could actually teach speech therapy when someone's wearing a mask, I want to give them a big prize. I don't think it's possible. Uh, Doctor, we have one minute left. We have a hard break at 545 today. Uh, Tell us anything else you want to tell the uh, American people. Well, first of all, you're listening to a great show here, and it's not a mistake that it, there's, there's almost a million listeners or more. And I want to tell the American public just what Lydia just said. It's time to focus on the next pandemic, which is the mental health pandemic, and the idea that we've had all of these restrictions for, for so much of the period of time that we're not what we were, and we got to get back to where we are, and we got to get back to living our lives. And we could wish the president well, by the way, and a great recovery, but he certainly made a mess of the country and, and, and our foreign policy. So I think people got to get back to work. I would also urge one last message. For people that are working from home, you know, just Lydia's message is also true about work, not just school, interacting with other people, looking in their eyes, shaking their hands, Buying them a drink, the way John Casamitidis buying me dinner all the time. That's great. And one of these days, I may treat him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait. You left out, you, you left out breakfast. 
Oh, right. Well, that's amazing. Those are, are you coming to breakfast, did. doctor? We need to know. You bet I'll be there. And every week there's a great speaker. He he brought the Suffolk County DA one week, and that's protecting me out here. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> well, Doctor Siegel, thank you for everything you you do and you say to keep our people going and, and keeping them alive. Uh, God bless you, and we'll see you Saturday morning for breakfast. You bet I'll be there, John, and thank you for your big heart. And everybody, thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to come back with – to find out what's going on in Wall Street and what's going on in the economy with Paul Luntzis.